PJ Glasser, Denton Day, Sunday's Bets here on the BetQL Network. Hour number three. We're with you guys until 4 o'clock Eastern time. It's time to talk some college basketball. We've been monitoring some of the games going on. Denton, FAU's making a little bit of a run. It's 73 to 62 right now with six and a half minutes to go in the second quarter. They're down by as many as 25. Now it's only 11. Again, sign of a good team. Final four team last year. Got a chance to trim it to single digits as John L. Davis will go to the free throw line for a couple of shots. But I thought my FAU plus eight and a half ticket was absolutely dead. Owl's making a little bit of a charge here. Right now on the live line, it is currently off the board. But uh, FAU trailing by 11. So, Denton, what do you think? I got a so chance to cash in that ticket. you're telling me there's a chance. There's a chance. Are you... Uh, are you doubling down on Purdue? Or are you going to take them on the money line, minus 135 or minus one and a half against Ohio State? Uh, I don't think so. I, I'm not going to get robbed by Purdue twice. So I, uh, I'll i stick with the eight and a half. If it hits, we'll celebrate. Uh, if it doesn't hit, I will mercilessly trash talk them until the end of the show. So I feel like that's a pretty fair trade-off. It's almost March, so, you know, it'd be fitting to just trash talk Purdue. You know, just get ahead of it while uh, while it already starts. We're getting ready to talk some college basketball. Let's start with Purdue, Denton. UConn just absolutely dominating performance yesterday against Marquette. Top five matchup yeah. yesterday. We're going to talk with Gavin Keefe coming up. UConn just continues to roll. They're obviously trying to go back-to-back, and they are looking every bit the part. The favorite right now, deservedly so, uh, they really don't have any weaknesses, it looks like. They certainly have the team with the least amount of question marks. But what about Purdue? I mean, they're the number one overall seed right now if the tournament started today. Their resume is incredible. We've seen this year after year, though, it feels like, from Purdue, Denton. Are you finally buying in to this season with Purdue? So I do have a futures bet on Purdue winning the national championship. I'm almost kicking myself a little bit, PJ. I feel like I should have maybe waited because if they lose to Ohio State today, I think those odds would have gotten better. I got them at 7-1. to one. I do feel like there is some element of UVA in this team, right? Everyone clowned them last year because they lost to the 16 seed Fairleigh Dickinson. And when UVA did that to UMBC, they came back and won the championship. It wasn't exactly the most beautiful, fun-to-watch championship when but they won the championship nonetheless. Maybe I'm talking myself into that more than I should, but I'm at least trying to force myself to think that Purdue has a little bit of UVA in them. I like their guard play significantly more this year. I think their guards are more comfortable, and more importantly, I think their guards aren't afraid to shoot in an NCAA tournament game, which is what took place last year against Fairleigh Dickinson. So I am buying them at least a little bit. So my thing with the Virginia-Purdue comps, and we're going to hear a lot of them, especially once we get into the tournament, and how could you not? They're the only two one seeds to lose to 16. Virginia obviously brought a lot of returning players back from that team that lost. They went on to win the title. Purdue's brought a lot of returning players from last year's teams that lost, and they're going to be amongst one of the favorites to win the title. That Virginia team, though, had some team of destiny feel to them. And maybe this year's Purdue team is that way, too. But I think we forget, like, Virginia, just how many games during that run they were so fortunate to win. 
Oddly enough, one of those games was against Purdue when Carson Edwards like could not miss against them. You had that ball get tipped all the way back. Diabate makes that shot to send them to the final four. Then you have in the national, then you have in the final four against Auburn, Kyle guy gets fouled on a three point attempt, makes all three free throws national championship. They were down three with like 20 seconds left. Deandre Hunter hits a three to send it to overtime. So look, it was one of those magical years for Virginia. They got fortunate in three games. Usually if you're going to win a title, you only have like one survive and advance game or else that stuff catches up with you. Maybe this is Purdue's year, but I just, I don't know, Denton. I can't, I can't get there. Usually more often than not in sports, I'm the kind of guy that if you're a team, if you're a franchise organization that has not been able to get over the hump, and even though all the metrics are telling you like this year's team can do it, I need you to show me. That's why I was so hesitant on the Detroit Lions all year. They were favored to win their division. They were amongst the top teams in the NFC. I could just never get there with Detroit. I needed them to show me that they could do it. Then they ended up winning the NFC North, and I was like, okay, good step here. Then they won a game against the Rams when they probably got outplayed, and I was like, okay, here we go again. Then in the (laughs) NFC Championship game, they were up 17 points against San Francisco and should have made it to the Super Bowl. That's why going into this year in the NFL – If somebody wants to talk me into Detroit making the Super Bowl, especially if they upgrade that passing defense, I can get behind that and say, you know what? I absolutely think Detroit could potentially make the Super Bowl. So that's where I am with Purdue. No question. Their talent is good enough. It's funny. I think if you took Purdue off of the front of the jersey and if you took their team and, you know, it was any other team, then people would maybe get behind it. But then they're going to have so much pressure on them. They have the best player in the sport in Zach Eady. They learned from last year's tournament. And I just worry when these games get late in March Madness like they always do, and everybody in the arena who's not rooting for Purdue is going to go towards the underdog, and they start feeling that pressure. They don't have NBA guards. And are they just going to go back to their old, typical Purdue ways of choking in the tournament? It's remain to be seen, but... I uh, I just I can't get there with Purdue. I can't do it. I I understand where you're coming from, but I I've hitched my money to the wagon, so I'm going to root for it until the wheels fall off. Whether that be against the 16 seed again, or uh, fingers crossed, way later than that. I don't know if I have them in my bracket necessarily, but I do think that this year they're poised for much more of a run. I mean, Matt Payne about keep he- losing early. No, he he can't. I mean, this this has got to be the year that uh, that they get it done. What about Houston, Denton? What are your thoughts on the Cougars? It feels like they've had the same team the last like three or four years. They're number one in Ken Palm always. They're number one in defense always. All the advanced metrics just love this team. My biggest question with Houston is when they get those games in the tournament where they're going to have to score 80, 85 to win and they can't rely on their defense, can they get it done? And I just, I I haven't seen it yet to be able to definitively say that, yes, I think they can. So what are your thoughts on Houston in the tournament? My thoughts are a question. Who's their closer? Like you mentioned needing to score 80 points. If they need a bucket or they need a couple of, a string of really good possessions, right? Let's say it's a, a tie game. Maybe you're down to, maybe you're up to, and you're late in the game with 90 seconds to play. Who are you putting the ball in the hands of that you trust to go and, and get a good possession that's going to result in points. Yeah, I mean, it would probably be L.J. Cryer. Yeah, it would be L.J. Cryer. It would probably be the guy. 
Yeah, from Baylor. I mean, he would be the one that comes to mind. Um, you know, Jamal Shedd's been there a while. I like their guards. I just they just have a problem scoring when they get to the tournament. And I don't know if this collection of guys can get it done. Like one of the teams I'm high on this year, Denton, is Tennessee. And Rick Barnes is another one of those coaches. He's a lot like Matt Painter. He's got the regular season figured out. The metrics love his teams always, but they get to the tournament and they always fall short. What I like about Tennessee, though, is that they can score this year. And you know the defense is always going to be there, but they got an NBA player in Dalton Connect, and they they got some shooters around him, which I like. It's going to be important for the other guys around Connect to be good in the tournament, but there's just something different about Tennessee when I watch them. Like they, they can put the ball in the basket this year, and that's always a concern when you watch a Rick Barnes team. So... You know, where like I watch Houston and I have the same questions about them. Can they win games in the 80s? Like I I don't have that fear as much. Certainly it could happen, but I don't have that fear as much with this year's Tennessee team. So I like the Vols. Depending on how the bracket breaks out, I could see myself putting them in the final four. What are your uh, what are your thoughts on Tennessee? I like Tennessee more than I like Houston because of the the scoring element that you mentioned and because of Dalton Connect. They they have a guy that if you need someone to go into uh win like we go into we are not losing mode. There needs to be a better acronym for that. I'll come up with one. But go into we are not losing mode and just take the game over in the final couple minutes of the game. I do think he is that kind of player. Um yeah, so I like Tennessee a little bit more, but I still I don't know if I love Tennessee to win the entire thing. There's something about them. It's they need to prove to me sort of what you said uh, with Purdue. I kind of have that same feeling with Tennessee. I just I like uh, Rick Barnes, but I don't know if I'll ever be able to mentally get over the hurdle that he had Kevin Durant and DJ Augustine and didn't really advance that far in the NCAA tournament. So he's going to need to prove to me uh, or. He's going to need to prove to uh, the college basketball fandom as a whole that they can win close games in the NCAA tournament when the the lights are the brightest you're going to find. That's totally fair. And even though they have the makeup of a team that can win the national title, usually what you want to look for is teams that are top 20 in offense and defensive efficiency in college basketball. As of right now, we have one, two, three, four, five. We have six teams that fit that. Houston, Connecticut, Purdue, who we've all talked about, Tennessee, North Carolina, and then Arizona is the other one as well. Um, but I'm with you on Tennessee. I don't know if I'd pick them to win the national title, but I certainly would pick them to advance to the final four, depending on how their draw shakes out. The team that's really growing on me, and I got a chance to watch them yesterday, Denton, is Illinois. They played against Maryland. I like Illinois, man. And again, another one of those teams, another one of those programs with Brad Underwood, who has had some good teams in the past with Io DeSumo and Coffee Co- Kofi Coburn. And you're wondering if he couldn't get it done with those teams, can he get it done with this one? What I like about Illinois is their four best players are all seniors. Terrence Shannon Jr., Marcus Domas, Coleman Hawkins, Quincy Gurrier. Right in an era in college basketball where it's one and done. I know we're dealing with all this COVID year stuff and all that. But they got veteran guys. They're all seniors. They can score. And what I loved about the game last night against Maryland was Maryland must have cut the game, Denton, to two points like 10 times. And that's not an exaggeration. They kept getting it within one possession time and time and time again. And Illinois would not let them tie the game or take the lead. 
every time Maryland got it close, Illinois would have an answer every single time. And as you know, in the tournament, it's a game of runs. There are going to be runs by both sides, and you're going to have to withstand that. For Illinois to do that on the road in a good environment against a Maryland team that's always good at home, that that stood out to me. So they got good guards, man. Like Domask and Shannon, that one-two punch. They got veterans, as I mentioned, experience. They can score. They're fifth offensively in Ken Palm. One thing that concerns me a little bit is their defense. They're ranked 45th in defense, but... They could put the ball in the hole, and uh, with that with that veteran leadership that they have, they can make free throws, and the ability that I saw with them to just withstand those momentum-changing runs, that's a team for me where the stock is certainly up, and you know me. I could not be more anti-Big Ten. I don't want anything to do with the Big Ten in the tournament ever unless it's Izzo and Michigan State. But Illinois, depending on their draw, Denton, that could be a team that I could see. Uh, I could I could pick them to go pretty far. You know who I like now after Saturday? Saturday, for me, was a very important game for one particular team to prove to me that they can win on the road. And really to prove to themselves that they can win on the road. And they did it, and that's Kansas. Because if you would have asked me on Thursday, I would have told you until I was blue in the face, stay away from Kansas. The fact that they cannot win, even against average Big 12 teams on the road, is baffling to me. Watching what Texas Tech did to them, uh, I guess it was last week, right? It was like Tuesday. Watching what Texas Tech did to them on Tuesday was embarrassing. An unranked Texas Tech team beating one of the top teams in the nation, one of the most talented teams in the nation, by 30. Like, I know it was at Texas Tech, but by 30. 30 points. It was never even a close game. So Kansas going on the road to Oklahoma, a ranked team, and getting the victory, I hope that kind of puts them on the right track. Now, I did bet on Kansas, by the way. I had them laying one and a half. That number was really short, but I was like, all right, if they're a favorite on the road based on what they've done on the road this season, I'm going to take them because that means Vegas knows something I don't, and I'm going to rock with Vegas there. But I hope that kind of got them back on track because they are incredibly talented. And Hunter Dickinson is kind of a weirdo and not like the easiest dude in the world to root for. But he is exceptionally talented. If they are playing good basketball in March, I mean, you talk about a team getting hot. I don't know if there are many teams in college basketball that have a higher ceiling than Kansas so long as they, uh, uh, they realize they're allowed to win away from Lawrence. So Kansas obviously was the preseason number one team. They have talent, no doubt about it. Their starting five might be as good as any starting five in the country. My questions with them have been injuries have kind of hurt them all year. They have guys that are in and out of the lineup constantly. Depth and their scoring on offense. So you bring up the Texas Tech game, and that is why I don't like Kansas in the tournament. Bill Self's their head coach, and he might be the best coach in college basketball. You could see a performance like Oklahoma coming just because you get blown out. That was a Monday game. You don't play again until Saturday against Oklahoma. You could see them kind of bouncing back. I just think in the tournament, obviously, it's one and done. And I think we're going to get more so kind of performances out of them in the Texas Tech game than we did in Oklahoma. We're going to talk some more college basketball coming back. Gavin Keith is going to join us to talk about the number one team in the land, UConn Huskies, here on Sunday's Bets. P.J. Glasser, Denton Day.